kids, don't play with matches. But if you do play with matches, don't do it around pizzerias. Those things go up like they were dipped in kerosene. Jamie? Yeah. Tom? Yeah. Let's go watch Do the Right Thing. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies, the podcast where we talk about movies from the 80s. I am one of your two hosts. My name is Doug McCambridge, and with me, as always, is Jamie Lorello. And Jamie, I have a question to ask you before we even start, because this never occurred to me. And my wife, a couple days ago, asked me, she said, have you ever called Jamie j-lo and i said no but then she said does anybody call her that yes are you serious people do yeah sure well it's well it makes sense jamie lorello j-lo i know i never thought of it before so actually barrett my husband sometimes calls me j-lo uh his uh brother my brother-in-law calls me the j-lo wait his brother is your brother-in-law that's right that's right. right Just so you've got that translation. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and, uh, Jamie, uh, unlike what you did with um, Grace DeMarco, I'm not going to make our guest just sit there for 20 oh. minutes while we talk. We actually do have a guest here because, as we kind of said before we were recording, if there were just two of us white people talking about this movie, it would be kind of offensive and unimportant but if we get three white people talking about this movie, then everyone has to listen. Because if if MSNBC and CNN and Fox News have taught me anything, it's the more white people you get together to talk about race relations, the more important that content is. So our guest is Tom Maurer. What's up? J-Lo and Doe Mick. Yep, Domic, exactly. <laughs> I was, I, I, that was, I, yeah, I gotta take that one back to the drawing board. So we, we have you on because anytime we do have guests, we try to bring on experts. And <laughs> <laughs> Jamie has told me many times how important this movie was to you, maybe still is to you. I'm it, not sure. It was very important to me, and it, it uh, you know, I mean, as much as I see it, it continues to be important to me, I guess. I don't <laughs> know how that works, if it's always got to be important to me every day. or. But now, what is your... I, I saw this movie once before. I might have been in high school or something. I don't, I don't really remember. Um, but do you remember when you first saw this? Like, why, why did this movie connect with you why have you seen it i think you said 20 plus times yeah i've seen it a lot you know i've seen it a, i mean it's like one of my very favorite movies so i've seen it like as many times as i've, as I've seen like my other very favorite movies but i and it's so funny i was trying to because of how quote unquote in, from what i'm told important it is to me <laughs> no it isn't <laughs> um, putting that label on you <laughs> yeah but it is it's important it's important to all of us um no but uh i actually can't 
literally remember where I was sitting or what, what the context was that where I saw it. Cause I must've seen it on home video. For the I know, first time. Yeah. First I know time, I, the first time I did not see it like in a theater or anything like that, but it spoke to you <laughs> when, when you did. <laughs> There's no it. really good reason why it speaks to me. I grew up like in a rural part of Michigan, South of Detroit, although we spent a lot of time in Detroit with my father, but um, my brother was really into rap music and public enemy and uh, two live crew and uh, NWA and all that stuff. And so I'm two years younger than him. And because we used to watch Yo MTV raps. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. that show? Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Um, sure. And I, I kind of want to think we must have learned about the movie through that show, possibly, or heard about it. Because I don't know how we ever heard about movies back then. You know, we didn't have what we have now. I have like an app that's like, hey, this is out right now or whatever. But um, back then, I have no idea how I ever knew. And I'm sure do the right thing to not play in my hometown of Monroe, Michigan. But so, like, I wouldn't have known about race relations because there was only one race there <laughs> where we right. lived. Okay. <laughs> but right. the town was so small, like in the country, kind of like farming and factories, like off in the distance that people would drive to. But um, so, but anyway, we were really into like hip hop music and I was really, we were really into like the politics of it for whatever reason. My dad was um, kind of political and uh, pretty liberal and was a union guy. And so I think we just were like hyper aware of social issues or something like that when we were You were like, F the power. F we were the F power. the power all the way. Like we went to see Mandela when he got freed and he did like a tour of the US and my brother would get these medallions. You see them in this movie actually where they're wearing those leather <laughs> strap type yes. medallions around their neck like that are Africa, like Africa or yeah. a heart with the uh-huh. African colors, you know. And uh, I, <laughs> when we went to see Mandela at Detroit Tiger Stadium, um, my dad brought us because we begged to go. And because I was like a scrawny white kid who was like 11 or 12 going into the stadium and I'm wearing this African medallion around my neck. <laughs> and I was stopped like every five feet like, do you know what that is? Do you know what that means? And I'm like, yeah. We kind of crossed over, you know, like we went to Detroit a lot. My dad was, like I said, an auto worker. We'd go down there for like the Labor Day parade and we would, he lived down there after my parents got divorced. And so we would stay there for the summers and stuff like that. Detroit is uh, obviously has different issues and um, a different makeup than New York City in this movie. But in terms of just being more aware of, uh, I guess, social issues or whatever that were happening. You know, you guys, I like to talk about Repo Man, too, and, like, you know, like, Evil Dead movies and stuff, so just keep me in mind for that. I want to make sure I get into one of the funny ones where <laughs> we can like- talk about, like, the guys exploding eyeballs and shit instead of, like, race relations. <laughs> <laughs> that actually that actually brings something up, and I wanted to, almost off the top, just sort of, I don't, is this going to be difficult for us Jamie. To get through? Why? Because it's so serious? Right, yes. It feels so um, different. Even though we covered know. movies that were quote unquote serious. This is have so similar one? to Personal Best, though, if you think if you think about it. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> much afraid. the same movie. I mean, you I mean, do like, see if you close nipple. your eyes, it's you like, oh, what nipple. am I watching? Do the right thing or Personal Best? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, Jamie. You do see nipples. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You in really see them in this one. That's, yeah. yeah. This movie. Until it gets to a certain point, it stays, I wouldn't say light, but it doesn't get as heavy. No, no, like, no, 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 no. It's kind of a fun, like, but, I don't know. It's fun. Even when it's fun, I mean, important things are being said throughout this movie. Which... I didn't pay attention to the dialogue. Oh, so I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. How could you not? <laughs> well, wait, wait. I couldn't wait to see Perez's booty on that screen again. Oh, That's all gosh. I waited she for. Was no, a, she kidding. was a wonder in this. That was her first movie. And Martin Lawrence's first movie. 
by the way. If you oh, didn't Martin notice him Lawrence in there with was the, so silly. Why oh, did he have the uh, weird list? They let I him understand. Go, they let him oh, I was very confused by that because yeah, he was on screen maybe three or four times before I even noticed he had a list. But I was like, where did this come it's from? It's literally like on one block they were shooting do the right thing, and then like accidentally he wandered over from a Wayans brother movie, like a block over. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> It's like, no, I'm going to get you something happening over there. We're going to this movie right here. It is distracting in 2016. I, I think it so, is. yeah. Uh, I, okay, so let's just get into Jamie, Let's you dive you in. You don't have anything to mention off the top. Well, I right? wanted to no, find I, out. I, I you have guys no is, house. So you saw it, Doug, when it came out, or roughly like home entertainment type of um, period of time? Yeah, I, I probably, so many of the movies that we cover on here, I distinctly remember seeing on HBO. So I'm sure that's where I saw it. I've got this. that too. Maybe I did too, because I saw a yeah. lot of movies that way. I don't know. My brother, Ricky who would love a shout-out. Ricky, what's up? <laughs> Sorry, I, I never do shout-outs. I, I didn't know how they were supposed to work. So I'm like, what are you supposed to do when you shout-out That's out good. Somebody? We could do shout-outs at the beginning. That's You're supposed right. to yell and then wait for him to respond. <laughs> he yeah. is my second oldest brother, who was the one who was sort of my gateway person to all this stuff, mm-hmm. and that's why, like... Um, but, like, can I say one more thing about the... Because mm-hmm. uh, the, it's weird to say, like, I was influenced by this movie in my in my life and stuff like that, but... <laughs> Um, besides social conscious issues, like at the same time, I was super interested in filmmaking and movies and like, um, just like studying, starting to really like study movies and think about them in a different way than just like, Oh, Goonies is on, you know, or whatever, you know, like actually like, Oh, like how do they make this movie? And there was at the time Spike Lee had put out and my brother got it from uh, Walden books, I believe, or maybe a B Dalton. I'm not sure at the mall, uh, like a do the right thing, like journal. Like it was like his entire journal, like while he was making the movie from when he started writing it and coming up with the character names and all Ah. the way to the, to the release of the movie. And they put it out and had the copy of the script in it and all that stuff and it was like I'd never even seen a copy of a script before because you couldn't really just Ah. you know the internet wasn't there. We didn't have it. So mm-hmm. anyway, right, sure. So I loved that so book. It was the whole and it was like the whole, everything there. about it, the filmmaking. Yeah. Right. So I was, I was deep into it. I hope a huge portion of that was character names because I have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> he would literally just you have a list. He would kidding. just write lists of names that he liked the sound of. So I think like if oh. there's a meaning behind too many of them, I would doubt it. Like a lot of them were named after jazz people or named after, um, you know, just famous like black artists or whatever and stuff like that. And I, some of them, who knows? I mean, and Jamie never saw it before. No, it's true. I said to my older brother that we were doing this movie and I had to watch it. He's like, Oh, I love it. Like, and he's like quoting lines from him. I'm like, when did you watch it? Like we hung out together growing up. How did you watch it? And I didn't, he he's like, yeah, you don't movie. remember it. I was like, uh-uh, I don't, cool. but I guess he watched it. And my brother went to school in New York, and he went to school um, near that Bed-Stuy area, kind of near where the movie took place. So maybe he had a different connection to it because of that. But I had not seen it. So do the right thing. It opens up. Um, the whole movie has some sexy sax, some sexy jazz uh, music just throughout it. But we're treated to a delight of Rosie Perez just dancing kind of is that a delight did you enjoy that oh my god i had such a crush on her by the end of this dance routine well i mean not really i liked all her costume (laughs) changes um was she a fly girl i think she was a fly girl i I feel like these are fly girl the actual original j-lo before you j-lo were um was was a fly girl too but i think yeah rosie i know yeah i know j-lo was i don't know if well she's got fly girl moves i'll tell you that 
She is a fly girl. Maybe not a fly girl, but she is a fly girl. She is a fly girl. I mean, she's, dude, those moves, come on. Those are all I the know. moves that I do when I'm at a wedding, by the way. Like, every single one of those dance moves, that's where I got those moves. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's, that's why amazing. this movie is so important to me. It was really exactly. very good for my cardiovascular health <laughs> and also for my my wedding uh, dance floor action. But um, So, like, I think what is good about the opening is it's, it is dated. Like, obviously, like, when you take it into 2016 it feels a little weird the song plays out i think it all the way through right like the do the right thing i think the the, the fight the power song like plays all i the, mean it's it's four and a half minutes so they're like <laughs> yeah. hey, this is the song you need to remember it all these things are very important this is what this movie is going to be about here's this lady doing these awesome moves and there's some kind of cultural mixing up there because mm-hmm. it's a hispanic lady and she's dancing and you know to the public enemy and it's sure um it's stylistic i think he's trying to do like a remix version of the like an opening credit sequence of it because the, the music like you said in the very opening is like super yeah. classical sounding music you know yeah, and, yeah. and throughout there's a lot of like melodramatic music mm-hmm. choices yeah. throughout um mm-hmm. interspersed with the and and then the fight the power is like in conflict with it it almost feels like so well, like maybe I, that's what's the, happening there the thing that bothered me about the opening is it the shitty sets like i started to think it i was did like seem wait so staging, is this yeah. movie all gonna be in this terrible studio i was so happy that we were <laughs> outside and it was seemed to be on location for the multitude because those sets look like garbage yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. if you like, thought that's where the movie was gonna be set in then that you would have been very like that you'd be like oh boy i gotta buckle in yep. for some crap right now because yep. it is exactly. yeah 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 we, we've been doing this for 20 minutes. We're four we're minutes still into the movie. We're still on the opening. Oh, yeah. the opening. Yeah. Well, the, to well, our credit, the opening title sequence is 25 minutes long. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. It took a minute to cover that, and there was a lot to have been said. Yeah. Well, after Rosie, we see our next big star. We see Samuel L. Jackson, who is the mm-hmm. DJ, right, for We Love Radio. He's Senior Love Daddy, the rhyming DJ. He's a 12-hour DJ, too. Yeah, he's, a, he's always on. I love it. He is. Yeah. And he's like an old, so he's a DJ. He's flipping albums. Mm-hmm. He's got records that he's playing for the people. And he's got, if you look really carefully in the front, and you notice th- this throughout the movie whenever they cut back to him, he's got like uh-huh. 20 different types of hats, and he's got a little hat for every <laughs> yep. kind of emotion. Oh, yeah. And like, he's like, I'm going to be Afrocentric. Boof. I'm going to uh-huh. be the crazy cowboy. I'm going to be, I mean, like, he's got a lot of hats. Yeah, and it, it's nice, too, because he's sitting in front of this big window, so he just looks yeah. right out on the neighborhood. At first, I was like, oh, he must be like five or six floors up. Later, yeah. No, he's, he's like on floor levels. Yeah, uh huh. Getting sprayed by the water and like, hey, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, when they open the fire. Yes, yes. Well, it is a hot day. P.S. Yeah. We know that right away because the first twenty-five and characters say it's, it's Jerry Carl alert. Jerry Carl alert. <laughs> they make the announcement. Yep. Because it's damn hot. I love it when people get that excited about the weather. And we do. How do you guys feel about these type of movies that are just like a day? Like, just take the... Like, I love that kind of movie. Like, it goes over the course of a night or course of a day. But it's like more episodic until like some... Because it doesn't have a traditional type of plot. Like, is that annoying to you guys? No, no. I I love it too. If if the characters and the location are established well as it is in this movie, I really Mm -hmm. enjoy that. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. If... If a... Scroll comes up that says three years later. There's nothing that bothers me more in a yeah. movie than something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. We've, when we've been watching it for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah it's a, I mean, yeah. So like, and 
it makes it if, if you realize I don't know if you realize that's what the pace of the movie is going to be then you can kind of handle all these little interludes where it's just like everything's just like a weird like none of the scenes necessarily connect I guess except when no. there's a character going from no, one to another no it's just about meeting the, all the different people and I, I think that's yeah. the, I think that's the main thing with the first I, I don't even know if it's the first half of this movie Jamie is we're just introduced to the characters right and it's just these little tiny episodes and we bounce mm-hmm. around. And it's so great because of that. I mean, I feel like I know this neighborhood. I know these people. I kind of wanted to be there, which I, I sort of have. I don't know if I have a problem with that. And we can talk about it later. That you wanted to be there? Yeah. It made you uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is going to get dark fast. He's like, I just, I, I was uncomfortable with how much I wanted to be around those people. Well, the cops, the oh, cops just every like now and then keep mentioning things about how threatening it is and blah, blah, oh. blah, blah. I, mm-hmm. I never saw any of that. Even when no. they're threatening people, it was laughable. When yeah, they, no, When they're yeah, yelling it, at that guy in the Celtics t-shirt, yeah. I was like, this is really kind of funny. Yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't seem scared. He clearly wasn't. No, and no, it's very like silly were, and they like they didn't seem like they were going to do anything. Yeah, right, right. You no, know, it's interesting. Like, I think it's probably like a real actual choice on their part. Like, they were they didn't show any like any movie with like black people from the late eighties, like New Jack City or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there's going to be guns, there's going to be drugs and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and they just like that's not even in the movie. They and I think that's like kind yeah. of like that's like I I would assume like a real choice. Like, you know what, we're going to make. Because it the, it has a back like I was I was reading about how they had like they painted a, like everything more like the reds and the oranges the whole neighborhood to give it like the to accentuate the heat and stuff but I think it also mm-hmm. feels like a little heightened like it doesn't feel like the real what it must have been like oh, really right. like on that block in that yeah right, at that, right, on right. that day but like it's, it's somewhere between like boys in the hood and. Friday, like it right, falls right, in right, the right. middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really nice. Yeah, because it's like a comedy and a drama, and they, you know, I mean, ultimately, it's a drama, I guess, because of like how it, it how takes it ends quite up, the turn. Well, I wouldn't say turn. I it's guess really it's funny getting and, to there. And, and there's all these, like, it's just like all that popping around and meeting all the people, like you're saying, for the first hour of the movie. That's, I think, that's probably right. Like, oh, I think it's great. And because you're learning about all of their individual, uh, like, own racial prejudices, as well as like. The the, you know, like the personal issues they have in the neighborhood with the other other personalities. So you can tell that it's like a powder keg, like is slowly boiling. But also, you're right. There is a long period of time where you're like, can't you couldn't even imagine there was going to be violence by the end of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just like this is just like a fun. This is like two two seven around here. This is great. Yes, that's what I was enjoying. <laughs> kind of my walk around the block with yeah. these people and getting to know all of them. And I wanted to have pizza and I wanted to go to Sal's and. I wanted to, yeah. All right, so Jamie, let's all of these characters. You just want to run through them? We'll just. We'll I, I just mean, go let's do it. I'll because we do as the movie goes. We are like introduced yeah. to them. So uh, we meet uh, Smiley is one of the guys that we meet. He's the. I know. Did you not think I was going to start off with Smiley? Smiley's adorable. He's the stutterer. He has a bit of a fluency issue. Um, and he sells like Malcolm X cards and ca- cards with pictures of, of prominent black leaders, I guess, mm-hmm. on him. And he's just sort of the town, I don't know what you call him, stutterer, I guess. The he's town just like, stutterer, yes. The <laughs> every town, town stutterer. <laughs> every town needs one. And <laughs> There's a character just like him in, uh, on the, in, uh, what I was trying to say the name of the place where uh, Andy Griffin lives. What the hell was that town? <laughs> Mayberry. Mayberry. <laughs> Otis. <laughs> 
No, he's got he's more than a stutterer, Jamie. I think he might actually have special needs. <laughs> he clearly has more than yeah. like he's he's obsessed. I mean, he's like it's Malcolm and uh, Martin. He's kind of torn. Yeah. But I know an interesting fact about this character, if you guys like to know it. About I mean, drop character? it. Yeah, drop the character it. is not in the script. And I just, oh. I, I didn't even, I don't know if I knew that before, but I was reading about that um, recently. And I guess, like, that actor, he's, a, he's actually a really, um, I don't know what he does today, but I know he was, like, a theater actor and, like, a Shakespearean mm-hmm. actor kind of guy. So, mm-hmm. but he wanted, a, he wanted to be in the movie so bad, and he just, like, I guess invented that character and Spike Lee sort of oh. integrated him. It feels like he's central to it in some ways because of well, at the end he is the Malcolm the and the, the Malcolm X, Martin Luther King that are in the picture that yeah, he's constantly yeah. referring exactly. to, like that war between those two things and mm-hmm. how it ends with a quote from either of them that are sort of completely kind of contradicting each other. It's mm-hmm. it's super interesting, but he's he's a broad character though, right? Well, and he is the, he's we meet him now, and then he reoccurs throughout. You know, he's just just like everybody in the neighborhood. He's kind of always there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's the pizzeria. There's this lovely neighborhood, and then there's the pizzeria in the neighborhood that is run by Sal, the owner, Danny Aiello, um, who is always lovely and Italian and and Guinea esque. And there's his sons Pino and Vito. If you could get any more Guinea than that. Yeah, is um, that named after wines? Like, I was wondering yeah. if it's like... Yeah, well, Vito is not a wine. Vito, Vito is just... Oh, I was thinking Vito. Vino. You I said thought v- his name Vito. was Vito. I think Vito. it's Vito. Yeah, oh, and I think the brother yes. is Pino, like the wine, I guess. The older brother, who has more of an issue with, uh, I guess, being in the neighborhood and just going to work in general. And he's kind of the crabbier one, Pino, wouldn't you well, say? Yeah. And and he's got more of a simmering or less he's got the more on the surface racial resentment whereas sal sort of has kind of like a we have a way things have been done all these generations totally. there's a there's a there's a, a truce between peoples and whether we feel one way or another about them but he's kind of like sal loves the, t- the kids are been. like both sides the kids are like both sides of sal's kind of personality in some way yeah Vito seems okay with everything he also seems like kind of an idiot yeah he seems is like he, he might be taking the same bus as smiley to school <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I'm the offensive. In this pizzeria, there is uh, Mookie. Mookie is is our Spike Lee, is our main character. Can right? we, and, and, and I don't mean to speak for you guys, uh-huh. is Spike Lee the worst actor in this movie? Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. I think he's written I just himself. destroyed you. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. No, 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 no. I was a bit irritated I by was, his I, choices. Oh, interesting. In clothing, well, I, I didn't hate him in the movie. I, but as I was watching it again, I realized, like, he's not, like, he wrote himself the perfect part because he barely has to, he doesn't really emote necessarily. Like, he's right, got some right. funny comedy bits that he does with guys, and that all works good, I think. It's whenever he has to be a little more... Right, right. Like, when he has that scene with, with his, uh, that fight with uh, Rosie with Perez. His sister? Or, and, oh, oh. Well, and with his sister, yeah. yeah. You feel a little bit of the strain, like, oh, this guy didn't go to acting school with all these other people in right. this movie. Yeah, because all the movie's filled with, like, great New York actors, and then... Yep. He's doing. He's Spike right. Lee. Maybe it's maybe it was just me a little bit. I, I did not enjoy Spike Lee. In this Spike yeah, Lee what, which part is the part that like sticks out like the worst to you? Oh, um, every part that he's in. <laughs> to me, it just he it feels so stilted, and he just never seemed comfortable to me. I think I think that's that's what I thought. 
Well, um, you know what? Agree to disagree. I enjoy him oh, in the movie. Definitely. He's in his. I like his choice of a, baggy wear. Very oversized shirt. His ensemble Always. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. definitely. I try to copy his walk for. I used to. <laughs> And he's so tiny, too. He's he is tiny... a little man. He's a little guy, huh? He's adorable. He's got the best yeah. moment in the movie that sticks with me. Like, whenever I go into a parking lot and there's, like, I can see someone with a clipboard or someone who wants some money or something like that where you know you're going to have to go through, like, a couple people to get into uh-huh. the store. And he just walks out of his stoop and there's some people standing there with, like, a change thing and, like, a donation box or whatever. And he just goes, hell no! And he just keeps walking right past them. <laughs> I'm like, why can't I ever do that? I'm always like, uh, let me uh, let me see if I got anything in my pocket oh geez i didn't get any change in my po- i'm sorry but uh he, he just he just cuts him down and it's perfect i love he plows through this town like mookie is well known in the neighborhood and like when he he delivers the pizza okay that's my pizza. biggest problem with the movie is that he's the pizza is delivery that he's man? the worst pizza delivery he's, guy ever he's, no i love that he he's takes not a that, very like a long time i think that's funny like that's a funny character note because you know like that there's some racial politics there like you know like right. the whole lazy black guy thing and i think he's yeah. purposefully like no you know what yeah this is a guy who takes a two-hour lunch break just like you do and you know what i mean but but why are they getting pizza delivered if they all live like a, like a block Yeah, like he's walking them up the street and yeah who in the fuck on the hottest day of the year wants fucking pizza at 10 in the morning everybody apparently everybody eating sal's like, is the, jumping if you yeah. take the premise of the movie like it's the start of the day right like it starts at the beginning of the day and ends at the end of the day so that means in the morning, people are eating pizza like crazy on that block. They wake up starving, and nobody wants to turn their oven on in that kind of heat. No one Everybody's wants to turn their oven on. pizza no for breakfast. Yeah. Now, now, that being said, the issue you have with the delivery, though, one point, it's Rosie Perez, who just wants him to come over. He also has to deliver to the DJ, who, of course, can't leave his studio. Right, no. And yeah. then I think we maybe see one other delivery, so it's not a... I mean... I don't know if he's out delivering all day, but we only see like him deliver three times. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we see him leave more times with pizza in his hands, getting yelled at by Sal. Yeah, or... maybe. I do love, there's a great interaction. The first time he leaves and he looks at the receipt and goes, is this the address? And yeah, Sal's yeah. like, what? Is that the address? <laughs> yes, it's the address. I like how later he's making a call. I like when he's making a call to Rosie Perez and he's on a payphone, and that's like the work phone is the payphone because that's where they get the deliveries. They're like, oh, he's clogging up the line. I'm like, where's your? That's your phone that you people call for deliveries. It doesn't seem to make sense. It's I love that because it didn't make sense. I hope, I hope somebody is listening that grew up in Bedsty. And please tell me if there were payphones as business yeah. phones in a restaurant. That's the weirdest thing. Like, you wouldn't have a phone line if you've been in business Maybe Sal has to budget. I don't know. Maybe the neighborhood's so... T- I don't know. It bothered me so much. Anytime it was we weird. were at Sal's, I was <laughs> frantically looking for just a rotary phone sitting on a table. And I didn't see one. No. And in fact, the moment he hangs up, it starts ringing because people have been trying to get through. Yeah, they're trying to get to in the line. the payphone yeah. at Sal's where they order the pizza through. <laughs> I worked at Tiffany's Pizza for two years. The last two years of high Shout school. out to Tiffany's Pizza. <laughs> Tiffany's makes some delicious pizzas in Monroe, Michigan and in surrounding areas. Um, but uh, anyway, I worked there. And let me ask you a question, Jamie, since you worked in the pizzeria. And I, Doug, have you ever worked in a pizzeria? 
No. Okay, so you can... Uh, I did just, a lot of restaurant jobs, but never pizza. Well, maybe you've made a pizza in your own home. But when mm-hmm. and I watched mm-hmm. Danny Aiello making a pizza. He's talking to Mookie, and he's at one point he's pushing the dough around. He's putting flour on it. And I, and, and I really feel like he was super over-flouring that dough. Like, Listen, why was he putting so much flour on it? I don't even flour? know how to make a pizza. And I was like, <laughs> that dude is doing it all wrong. That's not right. <laughs> Danny Aiello, you could have done a little research. Yeah, like one his day positioning was all oh, wrong. Yeah. We haven't even introduced the characters that are in We're this getting movie. there. We're around the neighborhood. So we, we've talked about Martin Lawrence. <laughs> He's in it. He's sort of a, a one of, again, kind of neighborhood, just kid. There's a group of like three of them. There's just a young a girl. I don't know who yeah. she belongs to. Yeah. So there's this gaggle of friends. And then there's also, there is this Radio Rahim who is carrying the boom box, right? Which we all know I is a cool. I love Radio Rahim. Easily my favorite character. On the character right hand is lo- in this love. No, wait. Oh. Left is oh, love. Oh, yeah. The right hand is. It's so great. Love and the left hand is hate. He's got these rings. That's later, though. That's later. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself. Also, Spike Lee's great in this. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not arguing that he's great. I'm saying he's effective in the role I'm that he's in. He, he created a role for himself where he's like a conduit, and he doesn't have to necessarily emote so much, but he does get... He, right. I think maybe he needed to be in the movie because of some the action he takes at the very end. I feel like... If he put it in any other character's hands, then he then they had. I they didn't judge him for his themselves. acting abilities. I found him quite adorable. And that's all, right. all we have to I'm say. I'm just saying, Martin Lawrence <laughs> is right there. He could do this. <laughs> <laughs> what a different movie that would be. <laughs> He's dressed like his grandmother for half of it. <laughs> He's mother's sister. Big another mama. character we meet who I love, mm. mother sister. She's sort of the feminine kind of older black woman character in the movie hence her name mother sister um we also meet there's so besides um uh, danny aiello and sal's pizza there's also this korean uh grocery store yes and we meet them the koreans and the owners of that uh, who's uh, the mayor the, D, the drunk fool? Dumb mayor. Because <laughs> I love it how he says, that's why you're called dumb mayor. Oh, drunk yeah. ass mayor. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And he's... Uh, I don't Davis. know, he's drinking like three beers a day, it seems like. How drunk could he possibly He had one well, beer he's... and he was already stumbling around, though, so I guess maybe he was already He drunk might have some other the... problems. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I mean, he definitely does not have um, anybody to clean his suits. That is rough, because he looks like he's homeless, but we see the first time we see him, he is clearly in a home. <laughs> he's in his own home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's but Ozzie he's Davis had some and he's married times. to uh, mother sister in real life. You know, they're a, they're a married yeah. couple. They're a, oh. like a way back, like they're like acting royalty for for in the African American community. I guess. Yeah. So. R.I.P. Ozzy Davis. Yeah. Is, uh, and probably what's her name dead Ruby too? D. I think she might be too. I'm going to oh, do okay. the thing I do for you guys. Check the internet. <laughs> there we go. You could just make the fact come out. We could make small talk. You know what? You, I don't, you know what? I can see why you don't do it because it's annoying to do it. Like it's just like let let the people yell at their at their pod at their podcast machines. Let them do the research. We're yeah. just here to tell them. Oh, also, but I love it too because we get tweets. Jamie, speed walking is an event. <laughs> <laughs> it is an event, and somebody um, oh, I forget who it was tweeted to us and said it is ridiculous as you think it. Are you saying it's an Olympic event? Speed walking? Yes. What? No. Canadians yeah. are probably like the speed really walking that Billy it. Crystal and uh, his friend are doing it when Harry met Sally when they're walking like really fast. Like the, yeah, it yeah. is an event. That's ridiculous. Yes. So, so wow, oh, wow. So people in the malls are really training for something. And I thought they were just you, you walking around. Know. 
you just you thought they were just the elderly. No, That's they're right. Olympic athletes. <laughs> I didn't realize that. They're wow. getting ready for. Well, they would be there, right? Is it a summer sport? I assume. Is it a summer I, sport? I don't. <laughs> they're the Summer Olympics. <laughs> Well, because you could do it in the winter as well, I assume. If you're in a mall. That's when they should have that event, is <laughs> like in the Winter Olympics. That's when it's really hard. Anybody can speed walk. But exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they call that, it's, but cross-country skiing is kind of the same thing, right? But you're not just walking Yeah, but there's it. more apparati. <laughs> there's more gear. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> apparati. What does that matter? <laughs> I guess All right. that's right. Apparatuses doesn't make... Yeah, you're right. Okay. All right, oh, Jamie, yeah. go ahead. <clears throat> I don't know. Who's left? Anybody left? Oh, really? Rosie Perez. Well, you know, we officially meet her, and she is a, a single... Well, she's not single. She's Mookie's girlfriend, but they don't live together, and they have right. a kid together, though, who's asleep through half she's the comatose the entire movie. I think that they drug him. I'm not sure. Yeah, like, they're fighting over him at one point. She's, like, cursing up a storm and grumbling, and he's just like... Out cold. Like, I feel like they give him a lot of Benadryl. I don't know what yeah, they give the kid, but <laughs> no. he is out. Like, someone's either always carrying him or he's asleep. Yeah, when Mookie comes in for that ice, I was like, yeah. is that kid okay? <laughs> Literally. Yeah, no, he's The not. mom's just holding him. The, the grandma. She lives, the grandma. So she yeah. lives, right. She lives with her mom and, and uh, um, yeah. Now, see, I didn't think that they lived in the same neighborhood, but I guess I, when then he delivers pizza to her. Yeah. You assume that he Well, does. she's never outside. Like, she's, the <laughs> she's old, always she's the only up character in her apartment. that is inside. So we don't see her interacting with anyone but her mom. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. So I think she, right. He, I he didn't know how far her? away she was. You think what? she's not real? I think there's like a supernatural subplot to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing a weird dance. She's the always like, near maybe. a fan. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> they died um. in a fire years ago. That's why at the end when he's like, Sal, I got to go see my kids. Sal's like, oh, poor Mookie. (laughs) (laughs) still has no idea. He has a family. They don't exist. I didn't think we'd be able to make fun of this movie. This is great. (laughs) You got to work around the edges. You just got to work at the edges. Right, right. I didn't think anybody was going to badmouth Mookie's performance in this movie. (laughs) I call him as I see him. (laughs) Oh, oh, my other characters that we meet are my three favorite characters. The three black dudes that just kind of sit outside and they're just talking um about mike tyson and the weather yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are the best the ice. yeah um they're the best because of their names can you tell us their names can you tell us all their names i love sweet dick because it's robin harris <laughs> <laughs> now you got your ringtone jamie <laughs> that should not have made me laugh that much this is we're going so low brow here that's because we can't make fun of anything else i know <laughs> oh my god uh, coconut uh i can't remember the other names don't come to me as quickly because obviously the most memorable one of them was sweet one tip. of them was more jamaican right he was yeah from that's the coconut well, uh, I think yeah, it was I, just initials, right? Wasn't it like M E yeah. or something? Oh, yeah, because they say, M-L. what does yeah. M-E stand for? Yeah, the other for? one uh, was just says, initials. It yeah. stands for M-E. And they're like, yeah. what? The guy, yeah. the, the uh, actor, I don't know his name either, but who is uh, usually sitting to the right. And he's like, uh, he's not the more Jamaican one, but he has an accent as well. He's His name is Coconut something or other. Right, Coconut. yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm supposed to be an expert, one. so I should have known it was Coconut Sid. Oh, and Sweet Dick Willie and ML. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So anyway, 
good call. But those guys are the best. They're kind of the neighborhood gossip of, of sorts, if you will. In, in... Yeah, I think they just kind of comment. They're like Wal- uh, those guys in the Muppets who yeah, are just like constantly commenting yeah. on everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They're like the really, like, really racially charged, like, you know, kind yeah, of. Yeah, the Jamaican guy, though, he is a big problem with the Koreans. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's I did right. Not he does. quite understand that. Well, I but... think that is a pretty common trope, that idea of like black people and Koreans. And I don't know if it's because there's a lot of Korean markets in uh, those like more black right. neighborhoods or there were. Is that Jamie? What do you know about it? Well, they do. And I do love the... They, <laughs> Jamie, they you lived close conversation. enough to that place that you would know. <laughs> they do have a, a little deep conversation there about how like, why is it that the Koreans own something in our neighborhood and we don't own anything in our neighborhood? I want one of you fellas. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. One of you fellas to open up a, a market of such in the neighborhood. So, yeah, I think there's tension in that. Um, but they are just like, it's because what I really love about this movie is that Spike Lee is sort of seeing things from all different angles. Because mm-hmm. you have these guys sitting there talking about this, but all they're doing is talking shit. Like, they're clearly, yeah. this is all they do every day. Yeah, this is their job. So, this is just so Yeah, there, so yeah. At, one, at one point, one of the guys is like, where's this business that you're starting? You're not doing shit. Right. You're, you right. haven't right. done anything. You don't have any money. At least they're doing something. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, the, and it's like one argument had was really valid, and one argument it was like there's some weird resentment here that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But I think like because mm-hmm. it like you know like the guy said the, you're not building like you just said you're not you're not going out there and starting your own business or whatever. Right. But I thought you know what's interesting about the movie is like there there is like this whole commentary like there's supposed to be you know like there's the Korean market that they go to mm-hmm. and then there's the the Italian guy's uh, restaurant where they get some food and there's like the guy, the Hispanic dude who comes down the, the road with a little, I don't know, that scraper Dicey. thing. Yeah, where he was scraping yeah, yeah. the... Yeah. What is that? That's, that's, block of that's ice. not gelato, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, I, that's shaved no, ice. No, shaved no, that's ice. not gelato. It's okay. like a shaved ice, yeah. Alright, well I thought shaved ice was an Italian thing too. But that was not well, an no, Italian Well no, the ices, dude. like Italian ices, like what he gave him the kid at the pizzeria kind of the same it's kind of the same thing but it's yeah but then those horrible kids as soon as the ice cream truck comes around the road they're like go run this guy we're out of here mr softy will get you every time the ice cream truck does not even stop for those kids it just keeps going (laughs) that ice cream truck was on its way to the next neighborhood it's like these kids don't have no money right if there's one thing i know about ice cream trucks they're stopping for children (laughs) like that's your job you don't just drive away Back at the pizzeria. So we kind of met our, our main characters. Oh, I don't know if we mentioned Mookie has a sister, Jade, who I didn't know that that was actually um, the sister of Because they're Spike in bed Lee. together so, at the beginning? Uh, yeah, at first it did trick me. I was like, oh, girlfriend, boyfriend. Oh, no. Hey, sis. Hey, bro. Oh, right. all right. But they live together, and she's helping him out. Um, um, yeah, he's... Well, I wouldn't say a deadbeat dad, but he delivers pizza. He's got a kid and whatever. So back at the pizzeria. Hold on. Can we uh, just, again, I feel ahead. like I'm not letting you do what you're supposed to do, Jamie. Uh-huh. But did we know that Mookie was the father of that kid before he delivered that pizza? Yeah. I feel we like did? we Because Rosie mm-hmm. Perez at the beginning is talking to the kid like, your dad's a piece of shit. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I and and, the, and we we get an idea that Mookie is seeing her, but I didn't know that that was his kid 
until he comes over to deliver the pizza. Am I wrong on this? I don't or? know that they expressly uh, like, say it, but or yeah. or if, if anybody even says to Mookie like, "Hey, you have a kid" or whatever. Well, I was but, really surprised. But I mean, because you you know they're together, and the kid is clearly more black, like in complexion, like he mm-hmm. looks. Yeah, you know, I, I I think maybe you just I I made that connection, but again, I've seen it a lot, and I already knew. Like after the first time, I already knew. So like, well, I Jamie, guess I you made that connection. Right. So I guess I. Was well, you're just, right, Dick. She doesn't. They don't actually say it like until there's a point when she's arguing with him and she says like you haven't even seen your son or your kid or makes the connection yeah i mean you kind of learn more as you learn more about these people throughout the day like you learn little details and like oh Mm -hmm. that fleshes out them makes them a little more human right well, like later on, we see that uh, Sal, Danny Aiello, kind of has the hots for Jamie. That part has always really upset weird. me. I have to say, oh, very weird. Good. Right? I'm glad that was the weirdest <laughs> part. Because every the movie. time I see it, I tell myself this isn't what I'm thinking. Because Danny Aiello is just like really nice to the he's sister. He's such a nice like, guy. You see all these yeah, shades yeah. to his character. Like he's got like Sal's got all these interesting, complicated shades, and you're like, oh, he's sure. he's like a total dick to Mookie. Then five seconds later, the sister walks in, and he's cool to he her really... to Jade. Yeah, right. and you're like, oh, he's yeah, like nice. overly he's like cool though. He's like like no, I'm gonna make her my special pie. Then it gets a little pizza. weird, and then it keeps yeah. getting weird. And yeah. then Mookie has to be like, "This is weird," but then yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, maybe it's not supposed to be weird. Maybe it's innocent to no." Well, to her, the it camera, is. Camera, the camera hangs on Danny Aiello at one point, and he has this longing look at her, and I'm like, "This yeah. is so weird." Yeah. Yeah, and when he makes her a special pie, like just for it's like, hmm. Well, let's unpack mm-hmm. this. Why, if that's the case, why, why? Let's unpack in a, this. In a weird <laughs> way, I almost felt like Spike Lee was giving the character of Mookie more of a reason to throw that trash can at the end, where he didn't uh, need to. Mm-hmm. I don't right, think he. Right, right. I think I don't think the sister even needed to be in this movie, and that's a shame because there aren't a whole lot of women in this movie already. That's right. Mm. That character, she bothered me. She really didn't serve a purpose. I well, didn't think. I don't know if I agree. With she that. had the great hat that she wore. That oh, that was, big pink that hat. Pink hat. Yeah, no, I like that she was like still wearing her Easter outfit <laughs> a couple months later. But no, I think she said like I don't know. I mean. I guess in the it'd be interesting to know what the motivation was behind I mean no but anyway I don't know if I I, I think you're right probably like as a dramatic point it just gives a little extra bit of oomph to him moving towards that decision because you realize this is his livelihood that he's throwing away by doing that at the end you know mm-hmm. um in some ways I mean like a week yeah but um she like I don't know if there's a thing about like you know, well, yeah, white men are fine with our women, you know, and our entertainers and all that. But, you know, for for the men, they're, like, more harsh and have a lot of judgment. And I right. thought maybe it was something like that. But then it goes in that weird kind of sexual territory where it's like, I don't know what the point of this is, except just to, like, mm-hmm. maybe you're right, just it raise is, the stakes. And, yeah, it is really weird because the camera then shifts to everybody, to his two sons. And yeah, even they the sons. Like, everyone is uncomfortable <laughs> by it. Everyone is uncomfortable. Except his, for Jade. And Jade's just like, Jade's just what, like, I get Pizza out of it. It's delicious. Yeah. Well, she's grown up on this block. She thinks of him in a father figure type of way. This is pretty common. Probably happens to a lot of women. You know, they grow up around some man who seems like this nice figure at the pizza place. And next thing you know, it's like creep town. You know what I mean? Because. Yeah. Like she's an adult woman now or whatever, but they do linger on the son's faces watching. So there's clearly like Mookie's looking at it from one point of view of a black man and they're looking from the point right. of view of a white guys at looking at right. their dad. And they're like, they're both coming to different conclu- the same conclusion, but with different angers about it. And so maybe that's what that's there for, you know? 
Maybe. So let's get into, I guess, the, <laughs> the plot of this. All right. So, yeah. Okay. So, know. I don't. We so can just do this the, so, and then just say the end when we're done. In a way, that's what the movie does, though. Like, it, yeah. you know, like it took. It just tosses these things yeah. at you. And you it learn just tosses more these about people and you learn these more events. about what's, what's dry, yes. irritating them and what's getting under right. their skin. And the heat is making everything worse. And they really accentuate right. the heat. And that's like obviously to the point i mean like that's we've seen even our own like i mean that's what happens like the the, the summers in when the these summertime. things really pop sure. off you know yeah and i think i mean but i think we have to talk about the catalyst of all this which is what's his name buggin buggin yeah who's Buggin-Owl. the guy so there's the guy buggin eyes with the glasses right, right. he's sort of like a poet-esque um what would you how would you define his character besides kind of a troublemaker well he's like a militant um um, like he's really like because you can tell by like how he's dressed and put together that he's got like a well i mean many of them are wearing africa medallions and that kind of Mm because that was really popular like the color scheme and those africa colors is like um but uh he seems like he's got he's like he's a little like he's educated on these issues and he's militant sure. but he's also you know he's also pointing his rage in the only direction that's in front of him not necessarily the most like the perfect place for him to put his political argument but right. but he's hilarious too i think it needs to be said like i think he's oh, a yeah. really funny character like the way he freaks out on the guy at his like you know uh the in the larry bird shirt and everything like that yeah. and like that oh, like yeah, that yeah, just yeah. like uh, you know, well, that, and it's the way that's played out too. When the camera gets all in his face about it, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like this. And it helps that he's got those glasses that make him view. like he's yeah. uh-huh. in your face. Like he's almost like a cartoon character. Like he's like, yes. not to the degree Martin Lawrence is, who's just like starring well, in his own Martin Lawrence movie over in the side. But, but like, but he is like an odd cartoon character. And you're saying he's militant, but you see later on that. Nobody takes him seriously. Like when he tries to, yeah, boycott, when he's trying to boycott, when he boycott yeah, sales, it's the best because is the responses people give him when they say you should boycott that barber who gave you that haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People kind of think he's a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. They're all not not a single person like no way. That's where we get our pizza. You right. idiot. No, we're not going to go do that. <laughs> Radio Raheem isn't even really down on the picture. He's just like, fine, the pictures. I guess I'm upset about that. But really, he just wants to be able to up- upset about his do something that right. I don't think anybody should be allowed to do, which is to walk into a restaurant and blast music at the top of like the volume. <laughs> it's very <laughs> obnoxious when he does that. Well, okay. So the problem that we have that, that what is his name with Coke bottle eyes? Buggin' out. Buggin' out. Buggin'. Yeah. Sorry. The problem Buggin' has is that in the pizzeria, Sal has pictures of Italian sort of icons, Frank Sinatra, Sophia Loren. We see her burning later. We we have all these kind of Italian figures. <laughs> yes, it did. Did it hit you right in your um, heart, in your Lorella heart? <laughs> <laughs> it's like not Sophia. Oh no! Um, so they're all up on the wall, and uh, it, it's very upsetting to him. He mm-hmm. wants some black culture represented on the wall, and uh, Sal disagrees. This is his pizzeria. He can have on what he wants to have on, right? And he kind of throws him out, or uh, Mookie's his friend, so he gets Mookie to yeah, throw him out. And, and again, and what is Mookie down. doing when he's not delivering pizza? He just looks like he's hanging out with some friends at a booth. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza place. Well, I kept wondering things like, who's washing dishes in the back? Yeah, like, who's, who's keeping this place we orderly? Four people working there. 
one of which is never working. Veto's useless, too. Let's face right, it. Right, Veto's Veto Actually, I feel like every time Sal napkins. tells one of his sons to do something, they say, yeah, Pop, or whatever, they have a fight about it, but you never actually see them do any oh, of them doing anything. anything getting done. No, they I don't, don't know, really I mean, maybe I see them wiping the counter, but I feel like Sal is really holding the place together. And he really Mickey is. is the only one he's making delivering. all the food. Yes. He's working yeah. the cash register. He's waiting on the customers. Mm-hmm. You only see them all cleaning up at the end of the night. That's the only time you see them doing anything. Together, yeah. yeah. Where they're actually working with their yeah. dad. Yeah. No, that's true. And I think yeah. it's probably... Well, I don't know about the dumb brother, but the, <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the angry brother is, you know, I think he's angry also about just having this business in this neighborhood and he doesn't want right. to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. So you can kind yeah, of understand he's why he's over. fed up with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But And let me tell you, has any either of you ever ran through or played no. with an no, open fire? No, I thought that was a made No, never? Yeah. We grew up no, in the country. No, you do do it. You do do <laughs> I don't think we had fire hydrants. I don't know how the fire department put out fires. I, <laughs> no, I don't think they did. I think they just let them burn. Just like, well, just build like, another one over well, there. Well, there aren't a whole lot of houses around here. Yeah, it's exactly. not like it's going to spread. Yeah, what's the big deal? <laughs> just throw another house up. There's plenty of land to go around. And they they blast that Goomba from a Martin Scorsese movie who accidentally drives through the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so what I didn't understand about this guy. Random. Yeah, so this Italian guy comes cruising by. And at first I was like, is he going to the pizzeria? Can't can he go down a different block? Why can't he just make a U? He's in, he doesn't want his car to get wet, right? Yeah, so he's like, but I'm going to go down this road fucking... with everybody playing with the fire hydrant it's that's so open. Great. <laughs> and he's got the he top open. It's like, close yeah, the top. He yells at them and threatens them right. and then drives right in front of the fire hydrant. <laughs> I'm coming through your neighborhood <laughs> and I'm seeing what you're doing before I even enter the neighborhood, but I want you to stop it. And I'm not going to raise my top. Of my car. Right. I'm not, I'm not I just want you to know this is a collector's item. I'm going to swear collector's you, item. Don't get it wet. Expect nothing to happen. Well, this was a part in the movie, and I know we're going to get to the cops, but this mm. was a part in the movie when the cops show up right. and they kind of turn off the hydrant, and and this guy's complaining mm-hmm. this and that. This is the part of the movie where I was like, oh, I guess the cops are pretty cool because they don't do anything they kind of just go oh did you get their names you didn't get right, their names right. what, what are we gonna do what, yeah, yeah, what do you yeah, want to yeah. do like, we can't do anything and I well was they like, almost make fun of him the goomba yeah that's right yeah. yeah and i was like oh i guess these cops are okay but that is not the case <laughs> <laughs> no no later on we find they have some aggression i did think it was interesting that other than the italian guys we don't see a single white guy except for the guy in the Celtics yeah. jersey but, oh, yeah, and i'm yeah. like and he's like i bought this place and they seem to be surprised that he lives there <laughs> yeah, like yeah, he yeah. lives like a block down from they've never, never seen, seen him seen before and he rides a bike no. And he wears a like a Larry Bird jersey. It's pretty noticeable in that neighborhood. But what I noticed about him is he's got a little proto man bun on the back of his hair, right? Yep. And I yep. think like mm-hmm. the, but oh, yeah. I think it's like Spike Lee kind of knew what was going to happen to Brooklyn, right? Like from what I understand, it's been super gentrified, like mm-hmm. and very mm-hmm. like man bunny and very like hipstery <laughs> and like people probably dress like that Larry Bird guy now, but like ironically, like in Brooklyn, I would. Assume, I do like you know how you mean? said man bunny. And I just pictured a guy in a bunny suit. There's a lot of them in Brooklyn. Man bunny is only the second worst thing that I've said today. The first one is, I love sweet dick. (laughs) 
<laughs> you were the, hey, Sweet that's the first Willie. time I did a spit take on this podcast. That was amazing. So really, I was really <laughs> excited about it. Yeah, you did. I saw he, yeah. t- we sipping, oh, yeah. he was sipping a beverage a when, beer. You, when I feel you, bad you said how much that. you love Sweet Dick. We're a year and a half into this, so nice job. <laughs> wow, a year and a half. Good job, guys. Almost. Oh. I'm rounding. Sorry. I take it back. I take it back. So, hey, the music in this movie was done by Spike Lee's father. Wow, such immersion. I like that it was like a real family. Like, there's a plaque in that neighborhood Mm -hmm. where they shot the movie that, like, to commemorate. They put a plaque up, like, to commemorate that they shot that movie there. That's how, like, I guess, you know, full of themselves they were. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Because you wouldn't put a plaque, like, the day that you stopped making a movie. Like, how do you know you didn't make the worst movie ever until you edit it together and make sure, you know? I don't know if they made the plaque the day they stopped shooting. (laughs) They're like, well... We He's like, listen, I had this for a few weeks. I was waiting <laughs> till we were done. Here we go. When the budget got approved, I made this plan. Yeah, Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter with Robert Mitchum, right? Like, he is a great black... You should watch this movie, Jamie. It's pretty great. And what's great... I mean, I don't know why... I mean, I know why he stole it, because it's, like, just this great bit of dialogue that's just, like... Right. And then putting it in that context... It was powerful. I yeah. felt I felt like it was more appropriate in this movie right. than Night of the Hunter. Because in that movie, Night of the Hunter, he's like an evil child killer villain. Like <laughs> right. So, like, oh. when he gives that speech, it has a darker, obvious, like, love totally. is less important. You realize hate is probably... Like, this has sort of got a Bob Marley twist to it. And hate <laughs> seems to be... Oh, but then love comes up, and it's so great just to watch yeah. Radio Raheem do it. And did you go word back... for word. Did you go back to watch, like look up on YouTube that scene? I didn't. And, I'm sure there's probably a side-by-side I'm just interested. I wa- I've never yeah. done it, like, where I've, like, watched them side-to-side side and tried to, like, mm-hmm. see what if there were, like, main differences, but... The main difference is that it, you know, it recontextualizes that whole speech, and you know, for this movie, exactly. it's like it, you know, it's profound and everything like that. Um, especially, but also, if you knew that reference, would that make you think, like the first time watching it, oh, maybe Radio Rahim's a bad guy? You know what I mean, or not? You know what I mean? Like, was that supposed to put a seed of doubt? Probably not. I don't know. I'm just oh, overthinking that it. He did have some. I don't. I think Radio Rahim was just obnoxious. Like you were talking about earlier, how he. Not obnoxious. I know you loved him, Doug. I loved him. When he <laughs> but, goes in for those batteries, that's my favorite <laughs> scene in this entire movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because I love that the Koreans can't understand the difference between C and D, <laughs> even though they clearly say C and D. <laughs> and I just always like, D, motherfuckers, D. <laughs> How it's, many? It's amazing. Twenty. I love how you see in twenty batteries. That's a big boombox. It's a big boombox. And when you think about how much he must have had to spend on those batteries oh. to have his radio ruined so quickly, and he after makes that. him take them out and recount. Well, how many. when yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's he makes true. Sure. Recount all of those batteries. <laughs> She's so scared too, but pissed at the same time. I never really think I noticed that that was like. It's a couple times in the movie, too, that does this with different characters where it's literally from Radio Rahim's point of view. Like, mm-hmm. and he's talking from behind the camera, basically, and, like, commenting oh, yeah. on what these people are doing. But, like, that's really, like, like you said, Doug, earlier, like, you're, you're kind of getting in, Spike Lee's kind of getting into every character's heads. He's trying mm-hmm. to see their point of view and go, like, what? Because this well, movie was the, made on the heels of, like, all this racial unrest yeah. in New York and, and a the, lot of the riots. The way that this movie shot, I think, is amazing. Like, they're, so like, fun. when Mookie yeah. walks down the street and it's a tracking shot just following him and he crosses the street and the camera goes with him when mother sister and 
Ozzie Davis are interacting, like their first interaction, the camera's Oh, on yeah, it's very tilt. angled. It's, it's kind of poetic, tilt. yeah. And then when they uh-huh. finally make a connection at night, it's totally evened out. Like, it's, yeah, it, it's a smart movie. It looks amazing. This movie looks yeah. fantastic. It does look fantastic, and it connects, like, that Night of the Hunter connection is not just, like, a, like, like maybe I was searching for, like, a thematic connection and, and using that speech, but really, like, the way that Night of the Hunter was shot is so theatrical and kind of like mm. there's 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 dramatic flourishes that don't make sense in a that don't have a realistic like it's like a right. hyper realistic or something like you remember in that movie like you see the side of the house is cut out like a set in a uh, oh, the, sure. theater set or something like that and there's parts of mm. do the right thing that feel like a studio movie from the 50s or 40s or something like that yeah. and that like you know he's trying to make like hey we never got to have like black faces in these kind of movies so maybe that's why he's making these kind of choices to make a mm-hmm. classic american movie about this sort of you know what issue which wouldn't have been necessarily covered in those times you know what i mean well there was just a little and um, there's i didn't know uh, so you want to talk about rosie a- perez's nipples don't you well, that does happen. That does happen. I'm trying to see where that is. Uh, is that actually what you were looking for? Your note on that, no. that particular scene? Because I would be so proud of myself if I nailed it. She she I can't. I totally threw her press. I totally did. Because to all of a sudden. So, okay. All right. Well, we'll get there then. Okay. Yeah. So there's the scene when he goes over to her house to deliver a pizza. And it's a hot day. And she doesn't want to just mess around. She wants him, you know, he doesn't really come over very often. He sounds sort it's of like a week, a apparently, dad. Yeah. When you do realize he's the dad to this kid, you realize how very not in the kid's life he right, is. Right. Now he's earning the dough. He's making, you know, well, the deliveries on the pizza, whatever. So <laughs> it's a little creepy because she seems to live in a small apartment with her mother and her kid. And he goes to get ice, and he comes back, and he rubs her on all these yeah. elbows, the knee, the the shoulder yeah. pads. Well, I don't know where else. Shoulder pads. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, she was wearing Melanie Griffith's jacket uh-huh. from Working Girl. You don't remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and he was rubbing, going, "Thank God for shoulder pads." He <laughs> must be hot. That was a weird scene. It, it was. Well, it's, it's to show their intimacy, I guess, and she's laughing and he's but it, goofy, but then all of a sudden she is totally, like, there's, is it later on? There's a point where she's yelling for him and she's just in her underwear and you just see her legs and you think, oh, okay, that's it's going to be that kind of exposure yeah. of, like, kind of tantalizing and da-da-da, but all of a sudden then it's, like, full areola booby, like, out there, crazy. <laughs> there's also... Um, and I, this is what I thought that maybe, Tom, you would remember and quote, but I don't know that you did. There's that one point where all the characters get to do just kind of a racial slam. Yeah. yeah. Like different, like what is all of a sudden, like, who does it start out with? Does it start out with? It starts out with Spike Lee. With Spike Lee. Okay. And he's just had sort of a conversation that kind of like is about that, right? And then it just sort of launches it into this like little yep. like, uh, I don't know what you would call this. Because I don't know if there's like something similar in other movies that like... You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a strange. It takes yeah. it could take you out of the movie if it was a different type mm-hmm. of movie. Like if suddenly every character was staring at the screen and just yelling things at right. it, you'd be like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. They're doing like little like on like straight to camera like monologues. It's, yeah, it's, but it, it works perfect. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. The energy this. of it and like I think the way he shoots it and kind of moves the camera in and out. Like I think and just the fact that it goes from him to um, uh, who's the brother to Vito Pino. Yeah, to Pino, no. and then it goes to the 
Um, Even the, the Korean guy, lady is in and it, the yeah. Korean guy mm-hmm. and the cops, so it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's trying to hit. The, uh, yeah, and they hit on some uh, some <laughs> some uh, epithets that I've never heard before. I know. <laughs> yeah, they do. Use if you them. don't, you have to slow it down. They're like, wait a second, what? And well, what that... did you say? And there's like, <laughs> yeah. there's like references to specific things at the time. I think that are like, yeah, I think you know, so like too. interspersed in there that like mm-hmm. are supposed to tell you something, but uh, like. That that's quintessentially about that race or whatever, yeah. but right, yeah, right. it's very interesting. I don't like. Yeah. I kind of love this to happen in every movie at certain points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just sort of a brief summary. <laughs> you just hear what everyone issue. thinks of everybody all yeah. of a sudden. Uh-huh. You just start yelling at the camera. Like, yeah. And then I love it because then it ends with Samuel L. Jackson as the DJ in this movie. He plays this role, and every now and then he just kind of comes on. And he's obviously speaking to how hot it is out and that kind of thing. Right. But he's just like chill out and chill, uh-huh. and that's what kind of ends that kind of monologue fest um but it's fun um Mm -hmm. that's fun it's fun and jamie let me ask you you have you come from an italian heritage right Mm -hmm. so pino throughout this movie john Turturro, who's like Mm -hmm. probably like the best actor in this movie in some ways like in terms of actual like people (laughs) whose careers doug's face i got to see doug's face i mean (laughs) there's a lot of great actors but there's a lot of stage actors new york actors Uh so they feel like they're stagey like i think there is a and also the way it's written i mean this guy he wrote the script in two weeks and he was like i don't know Mm. how old he was but he was in his 20s probably right so like Um, I feel like you can see some of the, not amateurish, I want to say, but like you can feel that it's like stagey or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of people in this movie too. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. And and the performances are wildly different. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you see Ozzy Davis, I mean, Ozzy Davis, it's, it's flawless and it's effortless and, and amazing. And, and same with John Turturro and, a lot of the younger guys aren't that great. I guess is what I would say. But yeah, yeah, they're like the the I mean, they're, they're different. You know, it's different, um, but sometimes it's odd and jarring. You know, what I love mm-hmm. sweet oh, dick, God. sweet dick Willie. <laughs> I, I know you do. You have to wonder what of those kind of conversations were improv and not between the that crew of three there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It feels you like know? they just sit around and like filmed them for yep. a while until they mm-hmm. got everything mm-hmm. that they could use. And they just yeah. gave him different subject matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, now go after the enough. Korean guy. And then yeah. the guy got really yeah. intense like, oh, that guy really hates Koreans. Okay. <laughs> Duly noted. You <laughs> <laughs> know, beats up Vito. Yeah, oh, what oh. about that when they just go into the, like, he's just like, hey, come in here yeah, in the room and he just wrestles weird. him for a while. It's like yeah. some strange, sweaty wrestling. Yeah, and then they kind of get close to each yeah. other, and he's kind of like, I, re- I love you, though, I love you. And it's like, whoa, what's happening? Are these guys taking <laughs> yeah. this brother thing? It gets a little, well, so, uh, who's the, Vito has a little closeness that happens, right, with Mookie. Right. And that really bothers Pino, and Pino wants Vito not to trust, it sounds like Mario Luigi, like Vito um, <laughs> not to trust uh I think he's trying to like his bro. I think what he's afraid of is his brother, like hero worshiping Mookie and becoming close to him and not, you know, that relationship like being severed in some way. And Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, because Mookie tries to encourage him to beat the shit out of him at some point, you know what I mean? When he talks back to him or whatever. And and he he, he does. Like, what did we talk about? What did we talk about? Come on, hit him. Like we said that you would. His brother almost wants to do it, but then he he obviously gets like browbeaten down right away. 
away from doing that. But then I think like that's simmering under the surface. And then the, the creepy thing with Danny Aiello and the girl happens before the wrestling scene. Right. So like maybe he's mad at him for a whole bunch of reasons and it's all kind of complicated, but it is weird that they just go into another room to kind of like sweaty wrestle each other for a while. <laughs> like if you're ordering a pizza, you don't want to think that the guys are like, Hey, we need to take a break. And they go in yeah. the back and they're like just wrestling. Each other. I love how he calls them. Hey, where are you? Oh, we'll be right out. What are they doing in that? It's the smallest storeroom, too. No, exactly. What are they, what are they possibly be doing in there? We're counting the cheese. This is this hot day is coming to an end. Yeah. They're about uh-huh. to close down for the evening. Mm-hmm. It feels like a relief when it becomes nighttime, too, doesn't yep. it? Like when it finally yeah. all the blazing colors and everything kind of sort of tones down mm-hmm. and mother sisters kind of like calmly talking and you're just like, oh, this mm-hmm. is this is this is good. Now everything's yeah. going to get kind of like eased out a little bit. Mother, sister and mayor do have their little love that kind of grows. He brings her flowers and stuff. It's, it's very, so cute. very nice. Um, so, yeah. As the nighttime comes and everyone's sort of getting ready for this this hot day to end, um, we're closing up the pizza shop and those couple little local kids, that little motley crew of just locals, come to have one final piece of pizza before the shop is closed, right? They're all just mashed up against the door. Like, just let us in. But that is, I don't know if that was the same for you working in a pizzeria, Tom, but we used to have that happen all the time. Like, our pizzeria would close at 11, and we would... And there was a movie theater the across the street. Like, I want yeah. a delivery, and you have to do it. Or people would just wander in, and if we had the pizza, like it was like all right. And we, I worked for a big, like he was a nice guy. He'd be like, oh, let him in, let him have the pie, and you're like, because now Mookie needs to get on and get home. He needs to get paid, get home to his lady, and um, we just want this night to end. So. This crew comes in, and then Raheem comes in, right, with his stereo? Radio Raheem teams up with Buggin' Out and oh. um, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Stuttery Joe. Yeah, <laughs> Stuttery Joe. And the I three forgot of them yeah. come in, music blaring, and Sal is having so nothing. It's just people <laughs> screaming <laughs> It's so loud. Well, I wanted to say this, but that Raheem, that radio, it is so painfully loud. I would be equally annoyed. And, last and you are the problem in with this country, Jamie. This is why we can't have good race relations because <laughs> you hate that music so much. Not because I hate the music; it's just out of an, and an it is at night, volume. and it appears as though he's playing one song all day long. It, no, and he literally oh, is like right. this. Bugging out, asks him like, "So why don't you play any other songs?" He's like, "This Public Enemy is dope," and he's like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> but like there's other dope well, songs." Well, he even, you know, even yeah, by the same says, I'm like, "Don't you have any other tape?" And I'm like. If he has a tape, there's other songs on that tape. Like, what? Did he just no, buy just the one single and that's it? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good. You know, that's a good point. But uh, you know, I remember I had a tape that I made for myself. Where on, uh, I had. Uh, Did you record it, it off the radio? <laughs> no, I, no, I actually I high speed dubbed the the, okay. the, the oh. song uh, "The Lion Sleeps Tonight," which I really liked that song, "The Lion Sleeps Tonight." So I made the a cassette that had. One whole side was just that song over and over again, so I could just push play and listen to it. What? I loved it so That's much. That's so ironic. <laughs> I got that song. That's so funny. I don't know if we've ever told each other this. I one time got that, that I had a tape that I had that had more than that song on it, but the tape got stuck in my car, so it would play that song on repeat. Yo, I hated that, that song. That actual song? Because that, yes, that's so weird. In my, yeah. It's like Tom's dream car. <laughs> It's weird to put the same song over and over again on a tape, and I think Radio Raheem 
also has some mental problems. Because <laughs> why is he going into stores and playing? And that's crazy thing to do. And then the same song, you're right, over and over again. But he's radio right. I mean, he has his thing. He has his thing. That's well, his thing. but now his thing gets beat the shit out of because Danny Aiello, Sal freaks out and tensions are rising. It's the end of this hot day. And, and, oh, they were getting in his face. It's not just about the music, like you said. They're getting in his face about the pictures and wanting to have different mm-hmm. pictures. And, and and Sal loses his shit. And he yeah. just takes a baseball bat. Now we don't know if he's going to hit a person or what. But he beats, he destroys Raheem's radio, which is basically like beating his soul. Right? I felt this kind is... of bad, too, because Sal looked down at it. And I was like, oh, just say you're sorry. And he goes... I killed your radio. <laughs> no, no, that's not what you say. You just say, sorry about that. I will pay you for a new one. Like, that's what you yeah. do. Right, because you see him just rage out like uh-huh. you can tell the day has just gotten to him. It was a tough day. He had to hold back his son. Earlier, there was, like, he, he really has to kind of keep Pino under wraps. Right. And Pino freaked out earlier on, um, I want to call him Stutter and Dan, Smiley. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you guys are so mean yeah. to Smiley. He's... And and he's just getting like, you know, he's getting flack. Even the cops came in at one point and was like, when are you going to move out of this neighborhood? Right. right? To right, Sal. Right. So Sal's just kind of, when he goes to town on the radio, you kind of feel like he's taking out like the hot day on mm-hmm. the radio. But now it becomes. But what's interesting though, know. Jamie, is mm-hmm. that like right before this all goes down, like literally before those people are all smashing their faces up against the windows, demanding to get in for a slice. Um, uh, Sal kind of looks around. And he's like, you know, it was a good day, and one day yeah. I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna change the name of this place to Sal and Sons. Yeah, and, that's you know, right. And, he's got that nice. Yeah, and like he's, he's having Mookie a fantasy like his in his son. head about how great things are there, and mm-hmm. like that was his, one of the that was one of the only things that kind of bothered me about this is that right then I was like, oh no, yeah, you this knew this was bad things were about to Is that when you felt the moment? Like, once a movie does that... It telegraphs like, it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but yeah. also, like, they, you know, they have to pack all this drama into oh, right. this one day and, like, let you know, like, this, right. you know, I, I think if you could have, they could have done it as simply as him just going, like, looking at his sons and going, not such a bad day or something sure. simple. And you would have right. been like, you've got everything he said there. And then the thing that happens afterwards, but he kind of gilds a lily and kind of right. makes it super melodramatic. Yeah. And like, he's like, this is our business in our town and our, you know, whatever he says. I did love when he said it was a good day and they had a good business. Cause I was thinking that the whole movie, I'm like, Sal's is fucking jumping. They, they're, they're <laughs> people are here all day. Yeah. And I mean, people don't have it's to get up because the pizza, pizza comes two doors down to them. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. So, so Radio Raheem grabs the stunt Sal and drags him right <laughs> over. Yeah, oh. Nobody could have pulled Radio <laughs> yeah, Aiello across that counter. That's true. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. The, the fight spills out into the street. Yeah. Yeah, it gets ugly real quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Sal mm-hmm. did drop the N-word right before he takes the bat out to the radio. So, like, that also oh, yeah, happened. Yeah. And yep. I think that for him, it was like, that was the bridge he didn't uh, want to cross, and then he did. And I think... Yeah. Once he crossed that bridge and everyone reacted, I think it was like, well, I might as well be that guy Games and start on. bashing yeah. this radio in with yep. a bat. Yeah. Well, so things get heated. People are screaming out in the streets. Stop. No. Cops are called. It's our same friendly cops, like you said from earlier, that seem to be okay with the neighborhood. This is when it just takes a turn. So when they go on to I didn't, I honestly didn't see this coming to this extent. They get on to Raheem because they're really trying to... 
Like it's good. Like, it's cool that you got to have that like in, like first time. Like, like not what's really what's gonna, gonna happen? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I thought this. Oh look, this day and this is where it's gone and da da da. But so then all of a sudden, like they well not all of a sudden they choke him out. Yeah. They choke Raheem to death. Oh. This big guy. They get up on him. They put the baton by and they just. Till he's dead. Till yeah. they really, he falls okay. to the floor, and then they kick him, and and they tell him to get up. It is kind of upsetting when he falls down, and you see yes! his eyes are open, and he, clearly he's dead. And it, it was, it's pretty. Yeah, brutal. but it's so funny. Not funny. Yeah, it's not funny, funny Jamie. Please no, go on. Because go on. I, tell us what was I think funny I texted it. one or both of you. I was like, this was just kind of a fun romp throughout the neighborhood yeah. with. With Mookie and selling pizzas and and yeah there was some, but then all of a sudden it takes this like major twist. Yeah. I mean I guess like y'all said it was kind of headed down that way, but I didn't think it was going to go right to there. And then when it does, you're like shit. Now shit's really going to happen. Yeah. What is yeah. going to happen? It's pretty upsetting then, because you care about every yeah. single character. You care about Danny Aiello and his Sal and his family, and you mm-hmm. care about everybody. Like. It, you understand yeah. why things happen the way they do, but you also because they took the time to just show you everybody and learn. And they about made them. everyone like you said, like everyone's got a likable quality, a dislikable quality, or something that you're. So, so they made everybody kind of real, like yeah. you know. So, it, yeah, you, you didn't want Raheem to yeah. die, but you also didn't want Sal yeah. to lose his business, which is what. Yeah, and they throw his corpse in the back of the. Police car. Along that seems with, against um, protocol. If you want to, yeah. just like at, at the very least, I mean, there's a lot of bad things happening in that scene, and that's so that's like the fifteenth bad thing. But come on, you can't take a body that way. You have to have some no, due process or whatever they call it. Something. The like, coroner has to come. There's got to be yeah. a crime scene yeah, tape yeah. gets put up. They're like, ah, we'll take care of this. Yeah, of exactly. They drive away and they're like, oh shit, we forgot to make sure they don't burn the place down. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they have to turn around. I guess about five minutes later. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't get very. I far. Assume Assume it is the same cops have to turn around with Buggins still in the back seat. He's still in the trunk. in the back seat, and they're still yeah. like poking him, him in yeah. the chest and face with batons. I know, and when you see that movie in 1989, it's like, oh wow, that's crazy. Mm. Like, but now when you now oh. having seen like videos yeah. that look any that look like these encounters, it's so like, much like uh, it. Yeah, it's like Spike Lee must just walk around all day going, see, see, I told you, there's a so problem. Totally. <laughs> Sal's place does get eventually ransacked and, and everybody runs in. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Play with matches. Stuttery Joe lights the place <laughs> on fire. But totally. why do you guys think that Spike Lee Mookie picked up that garbage can threw it through the window? He's the one that, I don't want to say started yeah, the he whole kinda, thing. But, but he does kind of start the right. whole, like, yes. let's turn on the business. Yes. Well, I mean... That's like the one thing I, well, this is also true from knowing interviews with Spike Lee and stuff. Like mm-hmm. this is the one thing that kind of like the question, like, well, Mookie, Mookie threw the can, you know, like he didn't do the mm-hmm. right thing. Uh, we know that the cops didn't do the right thing, but like, who cares that he threw the can more than like, there's a guy, this guy got killed over his radio out in the mm-hmm. street. Like, and so he, I think like Mookie's reaction was sort of like, I mean, like just looking at what was happening and realizing like how over the, you know, or through the looking glass that they are in terms of like this, all this symbiotic relationship this neighborhood had has just completely been fractured. And I feel like Radio Rahim's dead and he didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that radio 
And like you said, was Radio Rahim's soul. That business mm-hmm. was Sal's soul. And I think he felt like it was like an even Steven kind of thing. Like, I'm yeah. a, even though it's not, the dead, the dead guy's way more important. But right. like he said, the insurance will cover this or whatever he says at the right. end of the movie. And I think like it's a complicated action because you're like, it's not the right thing to do, obviously. <laughs> like, right. it's not, right. it's, but it, you know, that's what these conversations often break down over lines between, well, you know, like when people get upset about what is happening in their neighborhood and they destroy properties in their own neighborhood, we can't understand that as much, you know what I mean, if we don't live in those neighborhoods. Um, mm. And that's Mookie's job. That's his, like, that's basically his whole world yeah. revolves around that place. I like it. So, yeah, it's after this, he goes back the next day to, <laughs> to get, get his, his money. money. I, know. <laughs> I know, I know. This totally, like... Because I love he's that. like, yeah. I gotta go get paid. I have to go, and there is sad, sad Sal just sitting outside his pizzeria with five hundred bucks of cash plus in his pocket. When he wakes up in the morning and he's like, "I'm gonna go get my money," I'm like, "No, this isn't what happened." Yeah, I was no, like, I don't just, think you don't I think go it's back. Bad timing. Very you bad hide, timing, man. You don't walk up and go, "Hey, you gotta I'm lay low. You gotta lay low." Yeah, you don't get in your boss's face. And you face see Danny Aiello's face like it's kind of a great <laughs> acting moment because he like. You can see it in his eyes almost. He's like, I can't believe this guy has shown back up here. Like, I can't believe this. <laughs> yeah. this isn't even, I'm even having, I want him to sit here and feel bad about myself. I can't believe he's coming yeah. back to rub it in. Yeah. But it is, it is a great exchange at the end because he does. He asks for his 250 Yeah. Sal throws $500 <laughs> at him. Because he's just like. And then he throws two back and says, I owe you 50 exactly. So let's fast forward here. And your thoughts on the movie, Jamie. Did you enjoy it? You've never seen it before. Like, what was your overall feeling? Did you like what you saw? Would you recommend this? I, no, I did. I enjoyed the movie. Having not seen it before, I enjoyed it. It was a nice little, like I said, for most of it, I found it to be like a fun little romp through the neighborhood with Mookie. And it, I craved pizza and I wanted to read <laughs> some, like, um, beat poetry and, and just um, jive and listen to some some Miles Davis, maybe. Um, and so I enjoyed it. And then when it got heavy, I, I, because I wasn't prepared for it, I guess I got a little uncomfortable, but not in a like, oh, now I don't like the movie. Way. Did you and get I, mad at the well, movie? Well, I, it made me even think. And then at the end of what I thought was just sort oh, of this damn. fun, <laughs> when I thought I was just kind of romping through this neighborhood, then all of a sudden I was yeah. like, fuck, now I got to think about life and how this affects and why did he throw the garbage can? And yeah. I, I did enjoy it having not seen it before. Doug, did you? Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it in so long. I really did. It's even though it gets heavy, like there are movies out there that deal with race relations that are so heavy, and this is so rewatchable. Like this is such an entertaining movie. For it as is, much as the, yeah, for as much yeah. as there are serious messages here, it's not a slog to get through. It's not tough it's not dour it's it's a good movie and it like i said it looks amazing and i could watch this again many times it's a gorgeous movie too and it like really like it's yeah, a, it like is. it just looks and there's so many things about spike lee's style that over the years have gotten annoying as he's tried to revisit mm-hmm. like like stylistic mm-hmm. things that he's done and 
his movies have gotten less and less successful over the years in terms of like they don't n- none of them have gotten to this place that he right. got with this movie. Although Malcolm X is pretty amazing if you ever get a chance to watch that if you've got four hours. I said Denzel Washington plays Malcolm X. Yeah, he it? does. He better because he looks just like him. Like he, at the end when they showed a picture of Malcolm X, I was like, is that Martin Luther King with Denzel Washington? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only three black people Jamie had ever seen before she saw this movie. (laughs) At the end of this, we do uh, recommend a movie that has some sort of relation to what we have watched. Jamie, do you want to do yours first? Um, I like the movie 29th Street. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's with Danny Aiello and um, I want to say Frank Pesh. Um, who also wrote the movie. Uh, It's based on a true story about this guy that won the New York State Lottery and um, how it kind of Wait, what's it called? I've never heard of it. 29th Street. I I feel like I've heard of this movie. Did it have a different title, though? Uh, No. Nope, that's the title. (laughs) Isn't there a Danny Aiello movie called The Pickle, and is it a different movie than the one you're talking about? Were there any pickles Probably. I mean, I wish that I could see a movie where Danny Aiello ate a pickle, but this is not that. He does make a pizza. He does a better job making a pizza. And who's that? Elia Kazan? Who's that bigger lady that sings? What's her first Elia name? Elia Kazan is Kazan. a director yeah, from the 50s. Say, <laughs> director. Director well, on the you know his name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, in this movie, he's married to Danny Aiello. So it's really good, guys. <laughs> My recommendation is going to start with a movie that I don't recommend. So in 2013, Spike Lee directed a movie called Old Boy. I do not oh, recommend that people yeah. see that movie. No. But it's a no. remake of a 2003 South Korean movie called Old Boy, it's which a is amazing. Yeah, you've got to oh, see right. that. So do That's not the watch the boy. Spike. Although the Spike okay. Lee one is interesting in that I read the studio cut over a half hour. And he was so upset. It's his only film that does not say a Spike Lee joint on um, it. So he dropped that moniker. I don't know movie. why the hell he ever made that movie. That just doesn't seem I like a movie that would either. have anything to do with him. Jamie, I don't, I don't know if you'll like Old Boy, but you should definitely go on YouTube and, and just put Old Boy octopus scene and then just watch that. <laughs> oh, and okay. I think that you, That's pretty good. And then yeah. that'll make you... Okay. Then you'll know from that moment whether you'll want to watch the rest of the movie or not. And I bet the answer is going to be no, but we'll see. It's okay. fun and it's very dark and the ending is super upsetting. Um, is it the hammer nice. fight is in that movie? The hammer hallway yeah, 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 like yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah. Where it's a right. single shot. And How does Spike Lee manage that? Does he do something? Does he try to do something similar to it? or He does something so similar. It's pretty much the same thing. So, well, I would recommend, actually, um, previous to Do the Right Thing, especially if you like the lighthearted, fun, up-in-your-face, comical aspects of Do the Right Thing, but you were more taken aback by the dark turn that it takes at the end, and you just mm-hmm. want to have the light and frothy mm-hmm. fun. If you ever check out yeah. the movie... Uh, Oh, damn. What's it called? School Days? That's his movie right before he did Do the Right Thing. It's about college. and It's also about race politics, but it's more about, like, um, like black uh, on black race issues, like light, lightness, skin lightness or whatever. But uh, that's one of the oh. themes. But it's a really interesting movie and has some great actors in it. Lawrence Fishburne, I think, is mm-hmm. in it, maybe. But... Cool. But it's not, like, one of his best movies, but it's a really good, like, precursor to Do the Right Thing. And... Yeah. Um, I uh, also enjoy Danny Aiello in the movie Hudson Hawk with uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I chose on purpose to watch that movie twice. I once had to, uh, I was in high school, and I had to write a paper 
the night before it was due because I didn't do any sort of preparation or research or That's anything. That's the whole way I did all college. The night before, and on my little 13-inch TV in my room, Hudson Hawk was on TBS, and it was when they would show a movie and then instantly show it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched it twice in one Whoa. night. We tried to write a See? Paper. We both <laughs> seen it twice then. Yep. It's a movie. And um, I didn't understand how bad movie. it was. Like, I, I remember watching it going, oh, like you said, that's a movie. Yeah. And then after that, everybody kept talking about how horrible it is, and it ended up on all these worst lists. I need to watch it again to see if it was really Does it fit bad. into your, um, into your <laughs> window it's, of movies? It's, it's like the 90s. Yeah. Is it just 1990 or 91 or something? Yeah. I believe so. Because it took a couple of years after Die Hard for Bruce Willis to get the kind of cachet you need to make a piece of shit that, that expensive. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> all right, so Tom, is there anything before we stop this is there anything that you would like to plug anywhere people could find you if you want people to find you anything you want to talk about you can say no that's fine i don't have any um thing that would be plug worthy i don't think except for my general okay. personality and disposition i'm an enjoyable person <laughs> to be around and i could use more friends because some of mine have moved away from me <laughs> so do you want to give out your address i do what? want to give out my address <laughs> if you're ever in north torrance <laughs> We call it the no-toe, just so you know. Amazing. All right, so, Jamie, we are going to uh, – oh, in two weeks, Jamie, it's my birthday choice. That's right. Which means That's that right. this movie does not have to relate to anything going on mm -mm. In, mm -mm. in late August, early September. I can pick whatever mm -hmm. I want. Last year I picked RoboCop because it was a movie I saw and I loved and I wanted to watch it again and I wanted to make you watch it. And I did. This and I year, did. I am picking a movie that I have never seen, but I have always been told to watch because it is supposedly insane. <laughs> so we're going to watch a movie about singing and dancing on roller skates roller called skates. Xanadu. Whoa! <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit! Wow! That's the polar opposite of do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. So in two weeks, we're going to cover that. And also, Jamie, in two weeks, we're going to have a, a bit of a crossover episode with another podcast. It's a podcast called Musical Notation, where this guy talks about music in film. Ah. He's going to talk about the soundtrack to Xanadu. To Xanadu. And we're going to Olivia talk about Olivia Newton-John, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. So that is it until we talk to you again in two weeks. Another summer Sound of the funky drummer Music hitting your heart Cause I know you got soul Listen if you're missing y'all Swinging while I'm singing Give it what you're getting Know what I'm knowing While the black band's sweating In the rhythm I'm rolling Gotta give us what we want Gotta give us what we need Our freedom of speech Is freedom of death We got to fight the powers that be Fight the power Fight the power! 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 We got to fight the powers that be! As the rhythm's designed to bounce with houses that the rhyme Designed to fill your mind now that you realize the prize arrives We got to pump the stuff to make it tough From the heart it's a start, a work of art to revolutionize Make a change, something strange Twenty D energizers. Twenty C energizers. D, not C D. C.
Sí, ¿eh, no, D, motherfucker, D. Learn to speak English first, all right? D.